Welcome to the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, a character-by-character look at the coolest heroes and villains that Marvel Comics has to offer. You can thank us later. For now, just listen. What's What's up, up, Cool Breeze? This is me, Icy Robots, and we're back for another super informative episode of the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe. That's the one where we really zero in on a particular character in the Marvel Universe, and the character that we're going to take a look at this time is somebody that goes by the name of Riri Williams, a.k.a. Ironheart. And as of right now, we're going to get right into it. Let's light that incense. Let's bang that gong. Let's get it on like Donkey Kong. Riri Williams, a.k.a. Ironheart, first came into the Marvel Universe in 2017. She's a relatively new character. At this at this point, I had been out of comics for a while. I I had a, I had a falling out over at the local comic shop, and I, I quit going there. And, and, and for, like, a few... There was, like, a few years when I was getting all my back issues at, like, flea markets and things like that. It was it was a good time, honestly, because I, I, I caught up on tons of things. I really added to my collection. It was it was nice to be away for a while. And then my homie Chris opened up a store called Comics for the Win, and I got I got back into the game. I wanted to support my homie, and I wanted to, uh, you know, help him help everything work out. And I, I went over there, and I... I kind of poked around and thought about different things, and I, I looked into uh, Brian Michael Bendis, who was one of my favorite writers of all the time and space, as far as comics go. He might be my he might be my all time favorite, and I saw that he was just about to start a run on Iron Man, and I was like, you know, I've never not never read like Iron Man comics in my life. He's not like he's not like a dude that I the the, the billionaire arms dealer character isn't somebody that I relate to so well. So I you know I, I've never really read Iron Man, but then I saw well, you know Bendis is gonna give it a shot. So maybe maybe I'll dive into that. And I you know I read it and I enjoyed it. It was it was you know it was good stuff. I I don't think there was anything that was like really like earth shattering. And it, I would say the biggest thing to come out of that run is probably the character Riri Williams. Williams, aka Ironheart. She is a gal, high school gal, who she backwards engineers a set of uh, Iron Man's armor and makes one of her own. And it's really, it's really like a cool little uh, story inside of uh, the bigger story. And I guess, I guess this character is grabbing other people too because she's gonna, she's gonna be in uh, the Wakanda movie, and then she's gonna be on her own Disney Plus show. So it looks like, looks like the future is an Ironheart-filled future, which is, which is cool, man. I, I definitely think that's, you know, it's nice to see some new characters brought into the universe. It's nice to see some, some new dudes get a push, and I, you know, I wish her all the best. But um, let's. Let's dig into this episode, honestly. I only read that Iron Man run, so I don't know, like, a ton about Riri past past her origin story. So we're all going to be learning together. I I think the best place to start is some personal details like height and weight and that sort of stuff. Personal details, height, weight, and that sort of thing. Her name, her given name, her government name is Riri Williams, current alias Ironheart. In the past, she has gone by Lady Ironheart, the Invincible Iron Man, and sometimes it's Iron Man. Her affiliation is that of Tony Stark, but it's an AI version of Tony Stark. She's been in the Champions and in the Underground. She has uh, a father by the name of Demetrius, 
Her mother's name is Ronnie, and her sister's name is Sharon. Marital status is that of single. Her gender is female. She is five foot two, but five foot nine in the armor. That's that's a lot, man. Seven inches. But in real life, she's a bit on the small side. She weighs 100 pounds, 250 armored. Her eyes are that of brown. Hair is that of black. Origin, human. Living status, she's alive. Her reality, Earth 616. That's the uh, mainstream Marvel comic universe. Identity, no secret identity. Everybody knows who she is. Her citizenship, American. Occupation, scientist, engineer, education, MIT dropout, and she currently operates out of the Williams family residence in Chicago, Illinois. She was created in 2017 by Brian Michael Bendis and artist Mike Diodato, who is really great. He's one of my favorites, man. When I when I see uh, Diodato art on the cover, I, I, I go for it like crazy. He is one of the best. Look into that guy, Mike Diodato. Her first appearance, Invincible Iron Man Volume 3, number 7, March 2016. That's that's under the identity of Riri Williams, but then she appeared in uh, Invincible Iron Man number three as Ironheart. This is volume four. It came out in January of 2017. So you got the March period, you, you get introduced to the Riri character, then in the next volume, you know how they love to start over with number one. You get introduced in uh, January of the next year to Ironheart. That's... That's all good. I feel like that gets us uh, a little bit ahead, a nice foundation of what we what we might be going into. But let's let's uh, let's take a look at her powers, like how strong she is, what she can do. I I know not. Well, we'll we'll dig into that. Powers and abilities and things. Powers and abilities, like what can they do and such. Super genius intelligence. When she was five years old, Riri was classified as a super genius. Because of this, she was accepted into MIT with barely 15 years of age. Skilled inventor and engineer. Despite her youth and limited resources, Riri has devised and created various contrivances, including her own version of the Iron Man armor, which she reverse engineered from scratch. So what you have with her is you got the super genius intellect and she is also a uh, skilled inventor. These these are your Iron Man power sets. On the power grid over at marvelfandom.com, invaluable site. Use it all the time for the for the show. Her intelligence is a 6. That puts her at super genius level, comparable to a uh, Bruce Banner, a Doctor Doom, a Tony Stark, a Reed Richards. Let's let's see who's a 7. Who's who's smarter than Reed Richards? That's that's Mephisto, the Beyonder. Oh, these are guys with like cosmic level um, omnipotence, like eternity. So you gotta, you gotta be like the god of all time and space to be more, more intelligent than a uh, our gal Riri, which is, which is cool, man. Her strength is also a six when, when she's armored. Normally it's a two. That puts her at the same level as uh, you know Iron Man, Tony Stark, Captain Britain, guys, guys like that. Namor, who we, who we recently learned about. She's. She's plenty strong, but I would say it's her, it's her mind that is her true power. She has the armor. Her first set, it's very crude. It practically falls apart the first time she uses it, but it's an amazing, an amazing achievement to build an armor out of things that you found in your garage and that you found at targets. That's phenomenal. Eventually, she gets a uh, much better armor, which is, which is honestly comparable to a Tony Stark's set of armor. So, you know what you got with your armored heroes. They can fly, they're strong, they have zip zaps, they have like computers inside for different scans and things. You, you know the Stilo. Let's move forward and find out, let's find out some origin stuff, some, some tales, how, how she became this way, what, what happened to make her Ironheart. Character bio. 
Like how did they get their powers and stuff like that? Riri Williams was born shortly after the death of her father, Riri Williams, Sr. She grew up in the South Shore neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois, living with her sister Sharon, their mother, Ronnie, and their stepfather. When Riri was five years old, behavioral problems led her parents to consult a child psychologist, who certified Riri as a super genius after undergoing several tests. At the psychologist's recommendation, Riri's parents looked into special care to foster her abilities, while also giving her emotional support. Things were tough for the Williams family right off Jump Street, right before young Riri is born, right before she steps out onto the earth. Her father, her father passes away. It's sad. I, I looked into it a little bit. It, it wasn't anything really, you know, uh, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Salacious. It was just these kind of things that happen in life. And he passed away and it left her poor mother to raise her all on her own. And not only that, Riri is a handful, not because she's a bad kid, but because she is so smart that the normal day-to-day trappings of life they they just don't do it for her man it's it's very similar to me to the story of uh, ultimate reed richards in the ultimate fantastic four over in the ultimate universe his family paid to send him away well rather they got paid to send him away to to learn how to uh, harness this incredible intellect but we all know how that turned out for young ultimate reed richards aka the master didn't turn out well. Dude became one of the most evil villains in all the universes and all the times and all the spaces. Imagine, imagine how powerful and evil an evil Reed Richards would be, man. Reed Richards himself, dude, his intellect is incredible. Well, I suppose it's on par with a, uh, Riri Williams intellect. That's what we, that's what we learned earlier. So let's hope that our gal Riri never goes the, the route of the ultimate Reed Richards and becomes the master. That would, that would be whack. Let's, uh, let's see what happens next. Riri's level of intelligence caused her to retreat inside her own mind and become an introvert. Riri was given a scholarship at MIT. Tragedy struck Riri when she was 13 years old. While having a picnic at Marquette Park, Riri, her family, and Natalie were caught in the line of fire when a drive-by shooting hit some bystanders. Even though Riri was unscathed, both Natalie and Riri's stepfather were hit by stray bullets and died. That is terrible. That's all awful. We got a young Riri Williams. She's she's introverted. She's drawn into herself. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I myself, I'm a bit of an introvert. I do enjoy being by myself. I find myself I find myself emboldened and strengthened by being all on my lonesome. And she's the same way. She likes to doodle around in her projects, work on things, probably play with Legos. All these, all these things that like, you know, smart introverts uh, like to do. And then one day she gets accepted into MIT and it's lovely. She's going to be like Doogie Hauser, like an all new Doog out there in the world doing stuff, learning all kinds of genius, genius things, things at the young age of uh, 13. It's great. This is... This is a good story, man. This is turning out very well. She's going to the uh, school. Everything's going great. Then one day she's at a picnic. She's at a cookout. I used to live back in Illinois myself, and we always called them cookouts. When I moved here to California, where I live now, they became barbecues, and that was that was the way 
way it was, you got your barbecue, but back in Illinois, you had your cookout. And at the cookout, she was at, out at the park, and this, this is also a sign of what's going on. For the most part, you know, your middle class families or whatever, they do their cookouts, their barbecues in their backyard, on their, on their stoop, in their driveway or whatever. Maybe street style, like street party or whatever. But her and her family, they were doing the cookout in the park. And that, that shows you, man, they don't got their own space, they don't got the yard that many of us would take for granted to do do the cookout and guess what happens they're out there they're in the public world out there on the street near the park and bam tragedy strikes her father her second father figure in her life taken away well i guess that's not necessarily true not father figure but her second father her first her first father wasn't with her sadly when when she stepped into the world like we just learned last segment but this one this guy's been with her for like 13 years, raising her, taking care of her, and then he dies. Struck down right there on the street. Terrible, awful. The gun violence in this country is is disgusting. It disgusts me. It makes me sick to think of all these all these people that are out there at risk just by doing normal things like having a barbecue at the park. It's it's awful. It's disgusting. We definitely have to do something about this. It's, it's run amok. But at any at any rate, it's horrible. Young Riri, but I wonder, I wonder if she's going to be able to take this and kind of filter it and use it to, uh, and strengthen herself. Something, something tells me she will. Let's, let's find out. What started as a challenge for herself ended up becoming a secret project to create her own suit of armor. After reverse engineering technology from the outdated Iron Man Armor Model 41, Riri started creating her own prototype version of the Iron Man armor, using mainly stolen material from campus. When security caught notice of her suspicious activities, Riri decided to don the suit of armor and fly away. I love that. I love that. She's off at school. And she's so, she's so just like her mind is going a mile a minute. She needs something to do with her time. So she decides, you know, I'm going to figure out everything I can off the internet. I'm going to do as much research as I can. I'm going to look things up. I'm going to read books. I'm going to probably talk to my professors. I am going to build myself my own Iron Man armor in my room. And guess what? She does it. She does it. She builds a full-on armor. Here's the rub, though. These armors are considered, like, weapons of mass destruction. This is this is akin to building a nuclear bomb in, in your dorm room. So the, the campus security, they show up, and they start pulling on her door. They start beating on the door. They're like, Riri, what's going on in there? You got to stop. And what does she do? She doesn't stop. She puts the armor on, and she flies out the window. That That is just so dope. That is so great. I... I can just picture it in my head. They're like, you better stop doing what you're doing in there. And make note, she's a little kid. She's not like a full-on adult. She's not like a 21, 22-year-old college student. She's still a minor. She's still a minor in her room, clanking away on Iron Man armor. And then she takes it, flies out the window. I imagine they, they like, bust open the door. Bang, they bust in to see what's going on. And they see her just, they see her just flying away. Just off and away she goes. Let's, uh, let's see what happens next. That, that's adorable. I'm sure we're going to see that in in a movie or on a TV show sometime soon, if we haven't already. After flying around the country trying to get the hang of her suit's flying capabilities, Riri intercepted a couple of inmates escaping from the New Mexico State Penitentiary. She managed to stop the speeding truck they were using as an escape vehicle, but at the cost of her armor's integrity. 
Riri eventually returned to her house to keep working on her suit, much to her mother's dismay. After learning of Riri's accomplishment, Tony Stark visited her and chose to endorse Riri's desire to become a superhero. Using a repaired version of her armor, Riri later assisted Iron Man during the second superhero civil war, fighting against the forces of Captain Marvel. There, there's like a few things to unpack in this segment. So she's flying around, she's, you know, just doing whatever, kind of joyriding. Imagine what it would feel like. You built this suit. You built it yourself. You've always admired Tony Stark. I don't know why, but you've always admired Tony Stark. Probably just, you know, the, the intellect or whatever. And then you, you build it yourself and you're flying around. You're flying all over the country. Then you see a jailbreak and guess what? You decide to intervene. Imagine how fun and weird that would be. You've always, always admired superheroes, always wanted to be one yourself. I imagine like... In the Marvel world, superhero worship must be so high. Like, in our world, we, we look after jocks or singers or whatever. There, man, they got dudes flying around in armored suits. Imagine how much people must be jocking them. And then you you see this uh, breakdown, so this prison break. And you, you bust down there, zippity-zap, zippity-zap, grab a hold of their truck, and you stop them. You stop these guys, these escaped lunatics, probably murderers, probably cannibals, probably whatever, probably murder cannibals. And then you stop them, put them back in. But your armor, your armor gets ruined because it wasn't really ready yet. It was kind of ready, but it wasn't, wasn't full on ready. And you're probably, you know, you're probably wondering, am I going to get in trouble for this? Because it seems like in life you get in trouble for anything that you do that is even remotely interesting. And you're wondering, am I going to get in trouble? But no, guess what? Tony Stark, your hero, Tony Stark, shows up at your house and he's like, you know, I dig what you're doing here, man. I dig it. I feel you. I'm going to, I'm going to endorse you as an all new Iron Man. That must, that must be great. But guess what? Tony Stark, much like a lot of these guys, is into child soldiers. And he, he gets her to fight on his side in the next Civil War. Not the one that we've talked about previously. This is an all new superhero Civil War. They did it twice. Not once, but twice. The Civil War sequel. This one... This one was like a team of like good guys against a team of like people led by Captain Marvel. I guess I guess whether you say good guys or bad guys depends on on your opinion of the whole thing. But the the thing was Captain Marvel had a new inhuman who had the power to predict the future and she would go around and she would much like Minority Report. This is like the the PK Dick, I think it's PK Dick, the Tom Cruise movie Minority Report. This guy can predict the future and they go around arresting people based upon crimes they have not even done yet. And this starts a whole new civil war and Iron Man gets a child to fight on his side. But that is, that's the way of the superhero world, man. In the superhero world, children fight in giant uh, weapons of mass destruction against other people with horrible powers. That's just, that's just the way it goes. But this is, this is a big entree. If you're trying to get into the superhero world and you're offered the chance to fight in the superhero civil war... You kind of got to do it, man. You kind of got to do it just, to, just as a way to get yourself over. If you turn down this chance, you never know when you'll get a chance that big again. Let's let's find out. Uh, let's find out what's next. This is this is getting interesting. In the end of the Civil War, Tony Stark fell into a coma fighting Captain Marvel. So Rarity decided to continue his legacy as a hero. With the guidance of an AI duplicate of Stark, Riri created an improved suit of armor, and took up the alias of Ironheart. 
very rapidly caught the attention of allies and enemies of Tony Stark alike but continued on as a hero doing her best to emulate the career of billionaire Tony Stark. Well, let's hope she doesn't emulate it too closely, because our guy's an alcoholic, uh, war criminal arms dealer. But it's it's all good, because he turned it around, and he became nice at the end, and he uh, he killed guys that we didn't like here in, uh, you know, for S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever. But that's neither here nor there. I think, I think the, uh... I think the most interesting part of that is that he got knocked into a coma, and I believe he eventually died. I'm not really, I'm not honestly sure, and I apologize for that, but he becomes an AI. I remember he's like a little floating Tony Stark head with uh, all of Tony Stark's knowledge, all of Tony Stark's everything inside of a big computer, and then he talks to Riri, and he helps her make an armor. I would not be surprised, honestly. To see an AI Tony Stark pop up sometime. I know I know Downey Jr., he's kind of done with the whole Marvel thing, and I get it. He's amazingly rich. He's made a lot of good movies, great actor, done a lot of fun stuff, and he's kinda he's kinda over it. But I would not be surprised if he was willing to let his image be used in Marvel movies. I would not be surprised at all if they use some actual real life AI to make to make Tony Stark voices and Tony Stark holograms for the movies. It wouldn't would not surprise me in the least. He'll probably eventually be able to buy Tony Stark hologram toys, little little projections of Tony Stark's like Alexas, like Amazon Alexas in your houses, but they're all they're all Tony Starks and you can talk to them and you can get advice and stuff. I don't know. That's that's the way things seem to be going, man. More and more high tech stuff. So there you have it. That's basically the entire origin story of uh, Riri Williams. She did she did some stuff later. I myself, I have not read on too far past what we know here, but I know that she was a member of a team, the Champions, the new Champions with Hulkling and Captain Marvel and Miles Morales and all these all these people, which is cool. She now she now has some new armor. It's all it's all good, man. She she's like her future is so bright. She's got to wear shades. When they first had her going on, I'm like, you know, they really should name her Iron Maiden. And that was just me saying that without knowing any kind of idea of whether Iron Maiden, the band, would approve it. But I don't even know if they have to because the Iron Maiden was like, what? That was like a torture device. So you could probably use that name all you want as long as you're not a band. And I, I thought Iron Maiden would be a really cool name. But the the person, Riri Williams, the character, she wanted a name like with no gender. She didn't want to be... Iron Woman or Iron Girl or anything. She wanted to go out there and forge her own identity. So she became Ironheart. And I honestly respect that very, very much. I do. I think it's great. I like the I like the idea. She wanted to blaze her own trail. She's like, I'm not a female version of you, Tony Stark. I'm my own person. I'm Ironheart. That's that's dope. Let's uh let's jump forward into the final bit of the show. This is where we hop on the online. We look and see if there's been any kind of kind of cool Ironheart merch. We look at Ironheart comics, that kind of stuff. It's fun. It's great. We're gonna let's let's go log on right now. Other stuff like what was their first appearance? Is it valuable? Any cool toys or anything like that? You've got mail. Alrighty, tidy whitey. So right now, as we speak, we are on the world's largest marketplace, online marketplace, a site known as eBay, and we're looking at uh, we're looking at various Riri Williams, aka Iron Heart appearances. Right now, somebody has a Invincible Iron Man number seven. This is the first appearance of Riri Williams. This is graded at 9.8. Also signed by Stan Lee, Stan the Man. Somebody wants 4,500. For that, let's uh let's just take a look at some solds and see what people are paying for this uh 
for this comic right here. Uh, da, 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 da. These are a lot of variants, $1,300. These are all graded comics. Graded graded comics are an insane uh, insane thing that I do not know about. But let's, let's take a look. Do we get anything not graded? It looks like... It looks like this comic kind of in the graded varieties, it goes like four, five hundred dollars even for uh, like sevens, sevens and eights. Let's uh, let's just see if we can find one that's ungraded just to uh, just to get an uh, an idea of what people might pay here. Here's seven and nine. That's the first mention and then the first full appearance. Those went for three hundred dollars ungraded. It looks like. It looks like issue of Iron Man number 9 is the one that's more desirable. That's the first full appearance. And right now, as we speak, that is... That's like a $150 book. You could pick that up right now. I would I would think if you're into this, it might be that the ship has sailed for now. But it might be that this is... This is something that could dramatically go up in the future, depending on, depending on how the movie goes. Maybe the movie will happen... And she will be the shining light of that movie and everyone will go crazy for it and thus it will go through the roof. Or maybe there will be a backlash to her. Like there are a lot of female characters, sadly, and this book will plummet. It is hard to say. Fortunately, I have it. Fortunately, I paid cover price for it. So I'm not I'm not in or out as far as like any kind of value goes. But, uh, you know, it is... It is something that you might want to consider for for future times. There is a uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever Ironheart Marvel Legend that's out right now. That one that one looks like it might be hard to find right now because it's going for like thirty five dollars on the online. I don't know if I've seen that one at the store, but it's nice. She has her own Marvel Legend. It's pretty cool, man. Honestly, the armor looks pretty neat. Then. There is a, uh, like a statue of some sort that somebody wants 40 bucks for. She is presently a Funko Pop, which is cool. That's really neat. Oh, then at one time she was, no, I guess that's the same figure. I don't know. Oh, here's a different Funko Pop, number 687. You can get that for like 12 bucks. I honestly think that there's going to be a lot of Riri Williams merchandise in the future. Now, maybe only a little. Looks like there's a couple shirts on here. This is... This is pretty cool, honestly. Nice shirt. Uh, might be a bootleg. It's hard, hard to say. But as of right now, we got some comics. When she um she got her own book, The Invisible Iron Man. She took over for that. That one can go for like 20, 20 bucks or so. Very, very cool. Uh, there's not there's not as much as one would think, but. I, I, this is a new character. She's only been around for like five, six years at this time. So I think that it's all, honestly, all uphill for her. Let's hope. Let's hope that Riri Williams has a very bright future ahead of her. So I think, I think we're going to get up out of here. This has been fun. I've had a good time with you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, and I hope that you did. I hope that you did. Go follow us over on the tweets. That's at Marvel Handbook. Do that. Listen to my other show, my vanity project. It's called World Famous. You can find that on the online. That's uh, at icrobots.com. Icrobots is me. I-S-E-E robots. As if I'm looking into space and I see robots. We got Gino Vega. He has a great podcast over the IC Robots Radio Network. Carlos Perone with GeekFest Rants. Great show over on the IC Robots Radio Network. We got a Patreon. Supportthereport.com. You can find all this stuff at Marvel Hamburg. At Marvel Handbook or at Icy Robot on the tweets, but until we get a 
But until we meet again, guys, this is me, Ice Robots, uh, saying, uh, make my marbles! This has been Icy Robots Radio Production. Icy Robots Radio is a listener-supported in Dehar. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week.